Hi, this is Bria Barthel for Hudson Mohawk Magazine, and I'm back once again at the Book House in Stuyvesant Plaza to talk with Cheryl McKeown, one of the book buyers here, about some books regarding food. So if you haven't eaten yet, this might be a hard one to listen to. Cheryl, welcome back to Hudson Mohawk Magazine. Thank you, Bria. It's always a pleasure. We spoke um, around Christmas time and talked about themes, and all I could think about then was chocolate. So uh, that conversation kind of segued into books in which food is a topic, but not a food writing book. So it's not like um, Anthony Bourdain or Laurie Colwin or MFK Fisher. These are mainly novels which have food as kind of a main theme. Okay, so what's your first book? Well, the first one that came to mind is a book entitled 800 Grapes by Laura Dave. And this book is partly of interest because Laura Dave is the author of The Last Thing He Told Me, which is a huge success. It's been a bestseller for about two years now. And it's a bit of a mystery. It's a psychological thriller, but it has been wildly popular. 800 Grapes was an earlier novel of hers. And it is about a young woman who goes to her family um, vineyard and, and winemaking establishment in Sonoma County when things go a little bit sideways for her in Los Angeles. And it's a charming story in uh, the um, importance of family in our lives, but also it's a terrific overview of grapes and winemaking. And according to her book, uh, a bottle of wine requires 800 grapes. 800 grapes. So I can feel noble drinking wine, knowing that I'm helping to support the regional grape industry. This is true. And this is despite helping to organize on a very small scale for United Farm Workers Union in the 60s. So uh, it's been an adjustment to get back to eating grapes. I still think of them every time I eat a grape. But this is a great segue because there is a book that is not a novel that I wanted to talk about at the beginning, and that is a collection entitled Breaking Bread, and it's a collection by a group of New England authors, um, I think 40 of them, Essays from New England on Food, Hunger, and Family. It's a beautiful collection. It includes Richard Ford, Jennifer Finney Boylan, uh, Lee Smith, Richard Russo, of course, one of our favorites, uh, many others, and it's wonderful food essays, and part of the, of the uh, profits from this book benefit the Blue Angels, who are dedicated to getting food directly from farmers to families in need in New England. It's a very direct charity. So Breaking Bread uh, would be a wonderful gift for anybody. It's currently in hardcover until September, so it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful book. So you can do uh, eating local and also reading regional. Absolutely. We love that. That's terrific. So getting back to some novels, most of you probably remember Chocolat by Joanne Harris uh, of, golly, maybe 20 years ago. Kind of a magical realism story about a, a chocolate maker in France. And still a lovely, delightful novel. Another one that's uh, on that order is Ruth Reichel, who, of course, is a beloved food writer, first with Gourmet Magazine and then a number of uh, memoirs that she's written about food. She wrote one novel, Delicious, and that takes place in New York City, and it involves a, a restaurant owner and the people in, um, in her life and the, um, their relationship with food. Another one that is that harks back a while is Nora Ephron's Heartburn. It did become a movie. There's, of course, always controversy about which was better. The book is beautiful. It's Nora Ephron at her best, at her wittiest. It's also self-referential because it is uh, thinly disguised 
novel of her marriage to Carl Bernstein. Somehow when I hear Efren, I think of the, uh, I can't remember if it was Nora or Delia who was the younger one, and they each got a donut, and the older one saved it and then ate it in front of her younger <laughs> sister you, hours later. It seems like the Efren stories never end, much to our uh, benefit. That's, that's a great one. Uh, Heartburn does include recipes, and my husband and I have two recipes from there that we have made for more than 30 years that we just love, and we always think about Nora Efren when we have them. A newer book entitled Love and Saffron is, has just become a paperback. It was a hardcover. Uh, the author of Love and Saffron is Kim Fay. She lives in California, and the story is about a younger woman in Southern California who became pen pals with an older woman in the Puget Sound area near Seattle. The older woman was a, a newspaper journalist, and she had a food column. And the younger woman really was kind of enamored of her, uh, was a huge fan. And their pen pal relationship, which took place in the 40s and 50s in the novel, eventually led to their meeting. It's a lovely story. Also includes recipes. It's lots of fun. It would be a great book club book. When I was finally driving home from Buffalo after Christmas, I heard on a radio station a top whatever number of books from the year, and that was one of the ones they mentioned. It sounds really great. It is. It's, it's uh, doing very well, too, which makes us happy. I want to talk about an author who has three books which are food-related, and I have loved every single one of them. His name is J. Ryan Stradall. I heard that he recently moved to California. I was a bit disappointed because he is a Minnesotan, and uh, his books are, are very much Minnesota-centered. The first one was Kitchens of the Great Midwest. The second one is The Logger Queen of Minnesota. The third one, which comes out in May, I believe, it's not yet released, is Saturday Night at the Lakeside Supper Club. All of these involve regional recipes, regional food. Uh, the kind of fish is the fish that one would find in the lakes of Minnesota. And they're also family stories. The Lager Queen of Minnesota is possibly my favorite, and it involves two sisters, one of whom has become very successful and the other who, who really hasn't, and there's a resentment between them. And the one sister who's very successful has actually uh, brewed and marketed a beer. So when I look at his books on the shelf, I think of two things. First of all, rhubarb pie and beer. They're very regional books and terrific stories with great characters. And I take it from how you talked about it that you are from Minnesota? <laughs> I'm from Ohio, but our menus are pretty much the same. <laughs> it's Midwest food. So uh, I recommend those highly. They're, they're great, very, uh, very comforting books, but they're not, um, they're not smarmy. You know, there's conflict and there are problems. But he's a good writer. We can't leave this topic without um, giving um, honor to Ann Tyler, one of the most beloved American writers for many, many years, who has a current bestseller. She really hasn't flagged. And one of her earlier books, if not her first, was Dinner at the Homesick Restaurant. Uh, Ezra is the one who stayed at home, looked after his mom, and he runs a restaurant. He cooks what people are homesick for. Very much an Ann Tyler book, set in Baltimore. <laughs> Uh, and still available. That's a good one. Lynn Cullen uh, has written a number of books. She has a new one coming out, which is not on topic, but I have to mention it's about the woman scientist who actually did discover the cure for polio. That comes out next week, the woman who discovered the cure. But earlier, she wrote a book entitled The Sisters of Summit Avenue. And again, it's a sister story, one of them who has stayed home 
to run the family farm, has inherited the farm, and faithfully stays there, raises her family. It's a truly a hard scrabble life in the 1930s. Her other sister goes to the city, marries a very successful man, and becomes get this, a Betty Crocker. There were Betty Crockers who worked for General Foods and responded to letters when people would write in and say, why is my pie crust too crumbly? And they literally would write to a Betty Crocker who would answer their questions. So she had the sweetheart job. And the family conflict is eventually resolved. But it's a great sister story. And I certainly never knew there were real Betty Crockers. Makes me wonder if there's a real Sarah Lee someplace. <laughs> I don't know. Speaking of more baking, since you brought it up, a book from several years ago by Amy Bender is The Particular Sadness of Lemon Cake. And some of you might remember this book because it was a little odd. It was one of those books that people embraced or couldn't, couldn't wrap their heads around, maybe understandably. But a woman has the ability to taste emotion in what someone has baked or cooked and it starts when she's nine years old her mother bakes her a lemon cake and as she tastes it she says to herself my mother is very sad and there's something there's something in her life that's really troubling her and the woman is either blessed or cursed with this her whole life she can taste emotion in food um, so it's a little magical realism it's a lot magical realism but is I thought it was a delightful story it's funny that you mentioned that, because as you've been describing these books, I was thinking how closely the food is joined with emotional connection and family connection, which makes sense, since food is at the core, often, of family events and such. That's very true. Maybe that's why I like them so much, because I like the dynamics and the, the family relationships in these stories. The other thing about, I would say, all of these books is, if you're looking for a book club book, and you traditionally eat at your meetings, all of these would be perfect because you could uh, make an excuse for serving something that you really like that maybe you ordinarily wouldn't serve because it's part of the book. Beer comes to mind. Okay, wine for my book club. So those are all great books, and The Sisters of Summit Avenue is by Lynn Cullen, C-U-L-L-E-N. Before we started recording, you said that some of these may be out of print and not available at the bookhouse? Some of these are a little bit older, and I, I didn't research every one of them because maybe they would be available from the publisher, but it would take a little longer to get. If you're really intrigued by one, we're happy to look it up for you, or um, if we can't get it, you could always find it at your library. Okay, and you could not only look it up but order it. And again, this is Cheryl McKeown at the Bookhouse of Stuyvesant Plaza, and also the Market Block Books in Troy is part of the the uh, Bookhouse group. Absolutely, we're <laughs> sisters. Yes. <laughs> okay, and anything else you want to say to wrap up? Um, thank you again, and it's happy to um, I'm happy to share this time with you. And I thought midwinter was a good time to think about food and and um, gatherings. Thanks a lot. This is Bria Barthel for Hudson Mohawk Magazine, uh, signing off.